Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Uh, Shadow Man, Mischief Makers, Blast Cores, Wave Race 64. Other than Wave Race, you said all these games, I have no idea what they are. Fanboy with Harley Morenstein is a CastBox original produced in partnership with Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can listen to Fanboy with Harley Morenstein wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. I think it's the best. Released in June of 1996, Nintendo's third console, the Nintendo 64, was using cartridges, had a funky-ass M-shaped controller, and not to mention some extremely stiff, sexy competition with Sony PlayStation. Which, by the way, the, the PlayStation outsold the N64 over triple the amount. Regardless of all that, I believe the N64 had a major impact on Nintendo as a company today. I, I understand, you know, the NES and the Super NES and even the GameCube to an extent all had an impact on Nintendo. At the end of the day, this is what the company is. It's, its foundation is console releases. But I'm going to go ahead and say that I believe the Nintendo 64 specifically, with, with one major thing too, in my opinion, uh, really shaped the identity of Nintendo as we know it today. Today on Fanboy, I'm joined by Chef Atari. Hey, what's up, bro? How you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. That's excellent. What'd you do today? We uh... Pump Fake. That's another podcast. So you obviously heard my intro to this N64 nonsense. Yep. Did you own a Nintendo 64? I did own it. I was not like a first owner of the console, but I did eventually get to pick one up maybe a, a year or two later. Yeah, I got my, I got my Nintendo 64 um, probably maybe a year or, yeah, maybe one full year after its release. I think the second Christmas. I got the Nintendo 64. Uh, I had already been playing GoldenEye a whole bunch. Uh, I got it when Nintendo Blitz came out. Yep. And when Sony PlayStation was selling the DualShock version of the PS1. That's right. So when they had the analogs. So that's when Sony added the analogs to their Yeah, controller. so this is like, we're like talking 1998, maybe. Okay, okay. So same time as me. Yeah, that's or, when I got it. Or maybe I but, got it earlier. But I miss, I miss the initial launch. Why didn't you get an N64 at the beginning? You're not uh, rich? <clears throat> you weren't a rich boy No, no. Up? I think it was because I was like, yo, cartridge-based ga games, they don't have audio tracks, so you always have to do all the reading. So you were, you were advanced. And then, like, Sony had cut scenes. And so you were 13 years old and still, like, a calculated hater of the things that you didn't like. You knew. You were like, this is subpar. Yeah. Right? You knew that it wasn't like... it wasn't The graphics look great. But it wasn't bringing what PlayStation was bringing. Music. Lots of different music. Lots of different speaking and dialogue, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you got an N64. Why did you get one if you didn't really care? 
guess I just needed more games to play. Also, they had a better. They were starting to get a better lineup of games coming what, out. What games do you remember playing on Nintendo 64? I got a short list. Mine's. I remember playing Goldeneye. Yeah. I remember playing Blitz. Um, I remember playing Wrestling. Yeah, wrestling was really good on Nintendo 64. And then I, play, I, I remember playing lots of like other four-player split-screen games like South Park, renting games, always renting games. Yes, yes. So I, I remember uh, Shadow Man, Mischief Makers, Blast Cores, Wave Race 64. Other than Wave Race, you said all these games, I have no idea what they are. Oh. They, they, some of them did port, they were on the... I guess the... I guess it PlayStation was, had like hot... I, I, like, I'm, Full disclosure, I don't like I don't like admitting it, but I had a modded PlayStation eventually, so there was too many games to keep track on the PlayStation. Oh yeah, when that happened, I like I was in, like blown away with the how much of a library the PlayStation had when you were able to like really open up to every country possible. That's it. Well, so what I was saying, my initial point that Nintendo exists as it does today, because and the one major thing is I, I believe that the decision that to keep four controller ports on Nintendo 64 when they shipped it was a big deal. They made it $199 to compete with the PlayStation and the Dreamcast because the initial price was supposed to be $250, but they wanted to appeal to impulse purchases. And having the four controller ports, like that's just that's that's expensive. But at the same time, you know, I guess you're enticing people to buy more than one controller and that's up right. to four controllers. There's definitely a leverage there to the consumer and the uh provider they knew their audience though or what their audience was going to be that's when they started releasing the colored controllers yep like I, I i didn't research this before and it just popped in my head but like when did game boy color come out in relation to n64 around the same time before possibly because it's like they like nintendo jumped on the color thing you know after snes that wasn't super nintendo that whole gotta catch them all vibe like i guess it comes from pokemon they saw how much people love collecting shit Colored controllers. Everyone had a dirty yellow controller. Oh, I the hated, banana yellow. I hated that controller. My favorite color was green. Yeah. I got a green, but I, I never did invest in getting all of them because they were actually hard to get. And they were pretty expensive. That's and I, right. I had a blue one, but the thing with 64 was like if you're playing with your friends, it's like they have one to bring over. True. Or their brother does. Um, but the Nintendo 64 is one of the first gaming consoles to launch with four controller ports. And uh, this is a little something I, I read here. According to Shigeru Miyamoto, Nintendo opted to have four controller ports because the Nintendo 64 was their first console which could handle a four-player split screen without significant slowdown. And it's true. Mario, Party ex uh, Mario Kart existed. And you could play four players on Super Nintendo. You know, but then like Mario Party, Smash Bros, Goldeneye... Like, when I played Blitz, like, it was with, with friends. Like, this console, it really encouraged playing with your friends. And, and, and Super Nintendo did, too. But in the same way that Sega did. In the same way that, you know, PlayStation did. Sure. Is it a two-player game? Yeah. But Nintendo, they're like, they're all two-player games. They're actually, most of the time, four-player games. Yep. And it worked. It did. I mean, it didn't outsell the PlayStation, but it, 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 it made Nintendo what it is. Nintendo's like, if there's a line drawn in the sand and Sony PlayStation is going to be a bit more mature audience, there's still kids out there, you know, like Pokemon, 
That's true. Kids eating that shit up. This carried over to the GameCube. They did continue with the four controller ports as well. Right? And the GameCube competed with the PS2, which did not have four controller ports. You needed a multi-tap. But let me ask you this. The multi-tap wasn't really that much of an expensive peripheral to add on. So how much more did it really cost to... I remember like growing up, never ever... like It, it possibly was there and I didn't pay attention. I don't ever remember being like, oh, look, a multi-tap for sale. I rented it from the store, but never bought it. Hmm. The games are so few and far between. Yeah. So even if you got a multi-tap on PS2, cool. Enjoy playing Time Splitters 2 for the rest of your life. Like I love that game. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was talking about your house. <laughs> that's, that's your that's Amir's house after after school. But then you look at GameCube, they followed that formula again. Mario Party, Mario Kart, Super Smash Bros. You know what I mean? It's four true. controller ports. Not just that, you like your controllers, different colors, they're back. And not just that, different kinds of controllers. Shout out to the Wavebird. Yeah. You could you could show me a silhouette of the Wavebird, I wouldn't even know what it is. Oh, I have one in my house. Yeah. It's Every time I see it, I'm always like, what is this? I'm it's like, huge. Oh, it's, that. it's big. But it was quality wireless, no? The best. The best, really the best. I... I was impressed by how good it was versus all of the other wireless peripherals that were out at the time. But then, yeah, but then I remember I remember wireless peripherals, quick sidetrack. I was so untrustworthy. I was so untrusting of wireless peripherals. Xbox 360 came out, and I bought two wired controllers. Yeah. I'm like, I ain't falling for that shit. Biggest mistake. It came with one wireless controller, but I bought two wired ones. I, pl- I turned it on one second with the wireless controller, and I looked at these two wired controllers, which I like opened up first on the way home. And they were like $10 more, or was it 20 I think it might have yeah. been $20 more for the wireless. Yeah, and I was like, uh, you're done, boys. Forever. Like, I knew then and there gaming had wireless down pat. Yeah. And I didn't think, I was, I was never like, yo, the wires aren't a big deal, bro. I'm chilling. I'm good. I look at like even like the classic SNES now, and I'm like, Feh, look at you, your wires. Which I did want to point out that this whole thing, it makes Nintendo what it is. I'm surprised they didn't release the SNES with four controller ports. I know it's not a classic, but you know, Bomberman was a big deal. Yep, I played a shitload of Bomberman on Super NES. Mario Kart? Not so much. You didn't play a lot of Mario Kart? What kind of fucking sick psycho are you? I wasn't into racing. But I, pl- I had my, sh- my fair share of Mario Kart. What else? Well, you liked a racing game, though. What's that one you always talk about? On Super Nintendo? Yeah, I forget which racing game you're always talking about. Uh, well, I remember rock and roll racing. I like that one. Yeah, is that where you punch and kick people? No, that's Road Rash. Road Rash, yeah. No, I wasn't thinking about that one. No. Um, but after the GameCube, or, or even the DS, you look at Nintendo DS, Nintendo 3DS, they love multiplayer. It's like, it's portable, but play with your friends. Send pictures to each other. Write messages. Write down your friend's Nintendo code. Like an 18-digit fucking thing. So you could add them on this weird fucking... You know, but they still... They, they pushed it. They like... It was all about like... Nintendogs. You know, like sharing dogs and Nintendogs. sharing toys. I love Nintendogs, bro. I'm always... No, I, I respect Nintendogs. I remember when I was working at uh, GameStop at the time. Nintendogs would... Like, I would have to break children's hearts. 
do you have this dog? Do you have that dog? No, sold out. You didn't reserve it. And it's like, Mommy. You fucking love that. You yeah. loved it. You're not going to get it. <laughs> you loved canceling Christmas for those kids. Oh, they got so screwed. And then it's like, but I have Dalmatians, but you can get Nintendo pups. I want Nintendo dogs. And they're flipping out. And it's like, well, we got cats. Like, fuck cats. Fuck cats. Fuck cats. Brandon? Uh, <laughs> That's a dumb joke. Uh, I know a guy named Brandon Cash. That's the joke there. Um, and so does Zamir. Regardless, uh, no, the one of the coolest things that I've ever seen or heard of a game company doing is I loved that Nintendo with Mario Kart 7 or 8, I believe. If you have one copy, you can, I believe, like share it with seven of your friends and you have all, as long as you're together, you have the full access to the full game can race all the racetracks, can do all the game modes, just you play it all together with one person like hosting. That's on uh, GameCube? No, Nintendo DS. Okay. So it's like everyone has a DS, but there's only one copy of the game. Everyone can play together, you know? Okay, as long as he was in the room. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, so I, I thought that was very cool, very awesome. And that's like Nintendo, who you don't see at the forefront of making like big, you know, internet like... Uh, online type moves like that you don't see them doing that it's interesting to see that they do it for even a portable game system where it's not expected you know and then they go above and beyond and that just goes to my point that like the nintendo 64 i felt was the first party machine and i'm not just saying like there was party games but like you know mario party when it first came out was like the first time that i really remember seeing a party game like that do you remember the first time you experienced mario party yeah it was a big deal like i was kind of throwing a hissy fit like this is gonna suck this is stupid then i'm like smashing the button as hard as i can and i'm like you i'm gonna win and like it's just very very aggressive like at that point you make friends you have enemies yeah i i remember mario kart come uh, mario party coming out and being like yo this is dumb and playing it yeah and being like this like i like instantly like liked everyone around me 20 percent less and i was like i can't a lot, my mentality with gaming in general changed a lot. When I was younger, I would like, when I would play Nintendo or, you know what guys, I'm so sorry. This is a great moment to give you a quick ad read. Uh, major sponsor, this is this really shows not possible without this guy. So I gotta give him a huge shout out. Um, today's sponsor is Harley Mornstein and he's streaming on Facebook uh, at fb.gg slash Harley Mornstein almost daily. Lots of fun games and cool stuff. And if you come and say you're from the podcast in the chat, which a bunch of you have done already, then uh, we have a moment together. And we can even talk about this stuff and follow up on conversation while I play because I'm not the best gamer, but I'm a, I'm a dope-ass gamer in the sense that I can game and also engage with my brothers and sisters. So come say what's up to fb.gg slash Harley Morstein when you get the chance. One other thing, ladies and gentlemen www.supersnacktime.com we got pizza in a bag we got bacon in a bottle we got biscuits in a box there's more things coming that's delivery they'll send that to you uh you can ship out some of that super snack time product it's made by epic mealtime i gotta say thank you to you guys because none of this is possible without any of you um, and if you're listening to this podcast right now a cast box and studio 71 production Please leave a rating and a review. It really does go a long way. I was saying that 
I remember back in the day being a gamer and I would get affected. Like I would play Nintendo and Super Nintendo and never ever with anyone else's stuff. But like if I was playing a game alone, I would and I, I was losing or frustrating, I would like really like try and bend the controller. Like I would get mad at it. I would twist it or bend it and be really mad. I would push a button in really fucking hard. Damn. You never had any game rage oh, yeah. growing up? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Mirror's looking at me like I'm a psycho. I feel like a piece of shit right now. I feel bad. I'm like, ah. Uh. Like, I'm your craziest guy I know. He's looking at me. I feel crazy. Like, I'm sweating right now. That I'm like, damn, what's wrong with me? No, no. There's but many you felt times game rage? Oh, bro. I want to whip the controller at the screen. Throw it at the TV. Why throw the controller at the TV? Throw it at the wall. Don't break the TV and freaking out with the twenty dollars controller. Want maximum damage to demonstrate your rage. Oh, so mad. And even one time, I took my Super Nintendo and smashed it on the floor, and I was so mad after I broke it. I'm like, that's it. You fucked up. You broke your Super Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, I smashed it on the floor. I'm like, that's maximum rage. I'm like, that's it. Why did oh, you do that? Um, for me, my maximum rage was I had like the Sega Genesis controller, and I was so mad. I was twisting it like left and right, like different ways so hard that like right down the middle it like got like a light white you know like the black yes. turned white when, when you morphed it, the plastic yeah it stayed like that and i was like oh fuck and like i felt like the a button didn't work that well anymore and that was me like max raged out you know um i used to like hit my pillow right next to me if i like fuck something i was like hit my pillow and one time my remote was there, the other remote, and I punched the remote. That really hurt me. Yeah, that'll hurt. It only took until Xbox that I got past that. Fucking big like, controller. It's like I got to Xbox. Yeah, it's true. I was like, man, I could kill someone with this. <laughs> yeah. No, I got to Xbox, and I, I played a lot of Halo with people. And I saw people get frustrated and angry. But the, the ones that resonated with me was the people that got frustrated and angry were people that would come over... And they don't play games much. Like, they don't game much. But, like, they were still, like, they, they do game. And they didn't, they were competent enough to play. And they'd get really mad when I'd, like, run around, run around and, like, beat them in the back. Which, they didn't have an Xbox. I had an Xbox. I beat this game 20 times. You're at my house. We're doing 1v1 for jokes. Like, I'm going to beat you. And they'd get really mad. And I'd be like, fuck, fuck. Ah, bullshit. And I'd be like, what? Like, you were never going to ever touch me. And now, like, you're getting mad, you know? Like, it's like, like you and I, we, we have competition, you know, like, other people that would come, Sterling, Andrew. But I had friends that, like, never touched Xboxes, but would still get mad. Yeah. When, and and I, I, I saw that, and I was like, I was, like, so weak. I was like, this is the weakest thing I've ever seen. You were never going to have a chance. And now getting angry, too? And then I just was like stoned. So I'm thinking on the grand scheme of gaming, I'm like, yo, like I can't sit here, play games and get mad. Like I can't get mad anymore. I don't. I notice you, you don't get mad. You just don't play it. You look at it and like Amir will watch me do something stupid. And like, it'll be like, I'll die like three times on this dumb jump that really should have happened. And Amir is just like, I would never, I would never touch that game. Yeah. It's like, fuck that. <laughs> But I just I had to I had to make that change just being stoned. I was like, what's the point? You're gonna pop in a game and play and get mad. Shit talking's different though. If I'm playing a game, somebody's like, gotcha, bitch, I got you. And you're like, oh boy, I'm I'm lube up this thumb, I'm coming for your bum. 
That's not the, that's, I do better trash talking normally when I'm <laughs> in the moment, not what I just said. I don't say that. Um, and uh, you get all excited and like that's different when you're like by yourself like breaking your stuff. True. There's a sense of pride when you break it. Yeah, there's this streamer, this guy named Summit1G, plays Counter-Strike, plays lots of games. And he's got a couple rage moments. One of them, he just stands up and punches, like, like the, the camera's filming him, and he's, like, he, he dies, he stands up, winds up, and punches his monitor and camera, and it just goes flying, goes black, and you hear him, he's like, I'm signing off, guys. And it goes <laughs> off. Like, ultimate rage. I can't imagine. I actually really like him as an entertainer, but I can't imagine ever doing that. If I, if I, like, I mean, the most I rage, I'll be like, oh, fuck. And it brings it back to Nintendo. Like, I'm playing Mario Party the first time. I'm in rage. I look at people. I instantly want to punch them in the face. Shit. I'm like, no. And plus, the games, like, are, are like, you know how in Mario Kart, whenever you're winning, everyone else automatically catches up? Okay. Like, in Mario Kart, if you're in first place, everyone else is f- faster than you. You can never... Like destroy people unless they're Give terrible. Like a there's huge, yeah. There's handicap. Huge, yeah, to make it like always fun, always competition. So that exists in Mario Party, you know. Like there's like an element of like this like balanced competition, at least with the kind of strategy in the games. I'm just like out here, like I'm out here losing to losers, you know, making it making me feel really insecure and weak. I'm like I can't Mario Party, bro. Like I party hard, IRL. But in Nintendo, I don't party hard. You don't play the party games no more? I don't Mario party hard at all. No. No. Not for me. Damn, I see through it. You want me to bash this controller up, so I'll go get the banana yellow one. Uh. <laughs> you want me to break my controller. You want it, Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah, yeah. All the, un- the controller unplugging. Yes. Oh, my God. That was an old tactic. It's so funny. Being like four-player games and pulling out someone's controller and then still claiming the win like it wasn't a disqualification. Yeah, I won. <laughs> like it I wasn't, did it. Like it wasn't a disqualification. So ugly. One of the ugliest moves. Um, the GameCube. GameCube's so funny. It had a handle. I said it on the last podcast. It comes with a fucking handle. Grab your GameCube, pick it up, bring it to your buddies. I Everyone remember. has wave birds. Yeah. Like, you're just going to be carrying this console naked in the snow or rain and showing everybody that you have this like $250 console and get jacked. Like, oh. Yo, <laughs> could it's rob true, me. little purple box. Fuck that. I remember seeing, it's so funny, like the times like how Nintendo's ahead of the game. Like I remember seeing PS, PS2 and being like, yo, PS2 looked sick when it came out. Like it looked crazy. I see the Xbox, I'm like, yo, that's like a fucking... There's a lot of power in there. It's like huge, giant box computer, man. Cool. I see the GameCube. I'm like, what a ugly little piece of shit. I hated it. I was like, it's like a lunch. I didn't have a lunchbox. Yeah, a lunchbox. I didn't have the knowledge to be like, dude, this is hype. It looks like a fucking lunchbox. And the discs are <laughs> small and cool. Yeah, like grab it with your handle and just bounce. Like you're good. I would bring the Xbox to people's houses sometimes. Like, Taking an Xbox, if I wanted to, and this happened, I'd bring an Xbox because that was one of my favorite consoles. Four players, four controller ports also, right? Yep. Come standard. You would take that Xbox, four Xbox controllers, which they did have that really sexy move. 
where the controller gets unplugged so it doesn't hit the console. That's right. You kick it and it disconnects. The disconnect cord. How many times it does bother you though where you just sat down and tugged it and you're like, fuck you. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Got me a couple times. Um, but I would take that console <clears throat> to someone's house. I would take that console. I'd pick it up, take four controllers and wrap it around the console and they had long wires Long ass green wires, like 15 footers. Yep. Four of them, like wrapped around the console with like the, the power cord and everything oh. and like the, the, the composite cables. So, you know, there's like three cables and the two audios. Fucking, I'm carrying Circuit City here. Like, I'm carrying fucking Circuit City to go to my buddy's house to play Halo. And the Xbox was pretty heavy. And then I get there, I'm like, yo, dude, you have an S video input? You should have told me. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck is S-Video? And you're Super like, oh, video. bro, S-Video is like the HDMI of composite cables. And he's like, what's that? And you're like, I'm from the future. It's 2018, and this is the Fanboy Podcast. Show me your dick. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but what's S-Video? <laughs> no, S-Video was a big deal. I remember S-Video. Do you know what S-Video did? I noticed it was the one thing S-Video did. By the way, guys, S-Video is like back in the day, Xbox would plug in with like a red, a white, a yellow input. Um, but then sometimes you'd be like a red, a white, and this like just a weird fucking like 12-prong, right. muted prong like input. And it made the video better. It was better than composite. What I noticed was when the game starts, the intro of the logo of whatever company was just brighter. Hundred percent. Sometimes text the white would be a bit brighter. That's it. Still, you had to. You wanted everything. You wanted to pull everything from it back then. What was your favorite uh, party game? Four player game on on N sixty four, and it could be a super cliche one, by the way. On Nintendo sixty four. Of course, I played a shitload of GoldenEye. That's, yeah, is, that's it, is it not that? Or like, cause I'm thinking for you, it's got to be between that or Perfect Dark, no? Oh, Perfect Dark. That was really bad. Yeah. By bad, you mean good. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that was really bad. Oh, by bad, you mean the complete opposite. <laughs> what? I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Like, I'm, I... For me, the four players was like I played Blitz in my house. I played two-on-two all the time. Blitz like crazy. Wait, you said up. another one earlier. Wrestling. There was a lot of wrestling. Wrestling, yeah. The WCW versus NWO. NWO, yeah. WWE, Monday Night Raw. Well, WWF, Monday Night Raw. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, there was... And, and I, I got something to admit. Like, you know, for me, it was like, you know, Goldeneye and all that. But for the GameCube, I wasn't about any of the party games. I got the GameCube. I played a couple single-player games. And I was like, goodbye. I played Mario Sunshine. Played Resident Evil, and I was like, goodbye. We're done here. Not even Star Wars Rogue Squadron? No. Did you, though? Did you play four-player games on GameCube? Did you Mario Party? Did you Smash Bros? I never liked Smash Brothers. Me neither. And I should have. But it's so funny. We were just like, we were like, bro, there's not even any guns in this game. (laughs) Why are you trying to use guns? I'm trying to think. I like when you're looking through the guy's eyes, and it's like a floating gun. No, you're right. Never gave a shit about any party game on uh, GameCube. Sure, if I went to a friend's house and they had Mario Party to play, I was curious to try. I'd be the like, new one. "Nah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna watch." But That's me. I'll, I'll watch. 
Because I used to watch Mario Party, I'd be like, dog, why the fuck is the percentage going up? Like, you're supposed to be at 100% and go to zero, you die. Why is this guy at 0% and this guy's at like 130%? And the 0% guy looks healthy as fuck. Someone tell me what's going on. And it's so that type of environment that they created where they're like, "Uh uh-uh, got to figure it out yourself. Oh, man. (laughs) Go buy your own Nintendo and your own copy. And play it with your own brother all the time. We're not telling you anything. I remember people like Let me practice the moves for a second. Yeah. Let me just hit you once. And they're like, yeah, press... Press B, press B, and you go, you press B, and then they just do the B counter all the time. Well, how did you do that? Uh, my guy does it. You chose a shit character. Well, why didn't you fucking tell me right off the bat, bro? There's like a million things wrong with how this is playing out right now. Nintendo's created a toxic environment for close friends. But it brings you together. Yeah, brings you together so you could hate each other. No, I'm just kidding. I know not a lot of people are not like that. And you know what? If like these days we play party games now, we've played on uh, like we play Gang Beast on computer. Yep, Gang Beast. You uh, know, is PUBG? Yeah, we, I mean, like we, shooters is different, but like because I don't know, I don't know why it just is different. You're right. You're right. But like uh, we, but, well, you know what? When me and Amir play shooters together, sometimes we literally play together, like two screens next to each other, and like we're literally communicating. You know? It's the best. Yeah, that's that's gaming at its best right there. But, you know, we don't really do much competition multiplayer anymore like back in the day. I remember Fusion Frenzy, maybe. Fuck, that was fun. I'm, I, You know what? My bad. Hands down, sickest party game ever. Fusion Frenzy, that jump duck game. Yeah. Just jump duck from the Halo uh, game. Uh, there was a demo on Halo. That's right. And you could play the Fusion Frenzy demo on Halo. That was too legit to quit. And then Fusion Frenzy 2 is pretty good. No. I only played that demo. That's it. I would never fuck party games. Okay. (laughs) I mean, they could come back once they're in VR, maybe. Soon. Right? Anyways, that's... that's, uh, Yeah. I just noticed that the earlier days of Nintendo, and then it carried over to the Wii. Party games. They did have four... You're able to connect wirelessly. Yeah, you could. You could. I thought you could do more than. Well, you could definitely do four. Definitely could do four. And then they they bank so hard on party games and that friend environment. The Wii U comes out, and it has this sort of like game master vibe, where one person has the screen and everyone else has the controllers, and it works in conjunction like that. You know what I mean? They really like. Do you see what I mean? How this all carries from Nintendo sixty four? They tried to. Like it continues, and then look at this. Look at the Switch. How do they market the Switch? It's the only console out there right now, and they're showing you how it does four-player split-screen. That's true. Like, Nintendo's there with their tiny-ass screen, and they're like, bro, your controller. You thought our controllers were weird back in the day? Well, now your controller is the screen. And you know what? Your controller could be two controllers. Do they disconnect? They disconnect. They do. So you have one Nintendo Switch with the middle component screen, and I'm like, yo, come here. You want to play Smash Bros. with me? And you're like, yeah, let's do it. Whoa. We disconnect each side of the Switch, and you prop it that does. little thing up, and it's... we each have a little Nintendo But controller. you can buy more. It's not only two-player. Bro, you fucking crazy. You don't think they made the banana yellow in this bitch? Oh, fuck. They fucking made the banana... Well, I don't know if they made the banana yellow, but the equivalent, the, the new version of it. Okay. They made that. They made, like, the fucking... 
the cool coconut blue. And coconuts aren't blue. Why would that? But still, regardless, you know what I'm saying? But you're not all playing on that one little screen. Yeah, you could four-player split screen on that bad boy. Fuck. Or I think you could take four switches and play on one screen and be on each other's screens. Uh, if not, Nintendo needs to get on that shit. Yeah. But I, I think, you see what I'm saying? How the Nintendo Switch collect all the colors. It has four players. I think everything that, like, well, not everything, but a majority of what Nintendo is today just relies on the fact that they're like, bro, four controller ports. And everyone's like, but two. And they're like, yeah, but let's just drop four on them, see what happens. And look what happens. It's like they knew when you're growing up. It's like, yo, when you grow up, you're going to have a friend. You're going to have that friend. But then when you graduate and get older, you might have more friends. You need more controllers. That's right. And you know what? Your friends will have their own controllers. And you don't even need a TV. Yeah, I think this was all clever, clever strategizing from the beginning. It's all starting to make sense now. Yeah. Or they just got smoked in sales by PlayStation. They're like, hey, we make silly games for the family. We bowling. Schnarch! Love the we bowling, though. That was a good one. My parents loved it, too. All right, Amir, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for having me. They could check you out at Chef Atari on Instagram. That's right. Hell yeah, guys. You got to check him out. He goes live and eats like 10 Big Macs sometimes. Ouch. You were wasted. You scummy son of a gun. They were two for one. They were two for one. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening in. And please leave a rating and review. It goes a long way. And if you want any more subjects or you want to talk shit to me about all this or maybe just, you know, say what's up, uh, you could hit me up on everything. My name is Harley Plays. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, Instagram. You know. Okay, bye. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.